Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Episode 91 of it Radio Hot Lap. Eight, that, eight more and you'll have to change hands. That zany podcast where that. we <laughs> talk a lot of trash, um, inaccurate, have a lot of fun, inaccurate stuff. But and, basically, uh, it revolves around motorsport, a lighthearted view of it, cool and emerging technology, and barbecues, and in winter melts, not barbecues, but cooking. Rosts. 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 You have to roll the arrows. Especially with Austrian roasts, which we'll be talking about later. A really interesting Austrian roast recipe coming up for the really interested persons that uh, (laughs) hang around. And there's no South African stuff going on. I'm glad you are. Yeah, all right, you? Uh, good. Now we, we're actually having the show tonight, not only in the uh, world, world headquarters, headquarters, but we're actually in, in the the nerve centre. The nerve centre. Screens, <laughs> screens, computers, chairs, chairs, desks, a heater, and a sausage dog. Yep. Rusty sausage. How are you? You're down there on your blanket oh, by the heat. Catching out in the bag. Catching out big time. 12 degrees here tonight in uh, Adelaide, South Australia, uh, on the 28th of August, August 2008. So we do episode 91. Alright, straight into it. So what are you drinking? Alright, straight into it. What are you drinking? I've had a little sneeze. The Silver Hammer. Silver Hammer? By Maxwell of Mathurin Vale. It's an 06. Uh, no, it's an 05 um, actually, I had this uh, a little bit before, um, but uh, I was a bit confused. My palate was a bit confused, but uh, look, this one is is a, is a beauty. Uh, the black pepper is obviously evident, as is the mulberry, um, and perfect uh, to be able to sort of go along perhaps with some uh, pork. Right. Uh, a crispy pork, um, or maybe some duck. But did you know that uh, the silver hammer... Maxwell is named name. after a famous song of the Fab Four performance That's back right. in 1969, JP. You're bang, right. bang, Maxwell's silver hammer came down upon his head. <laughs> well, there you go. And Maxwell have made a wine called Silver Hammer. So, cheers. I'll just have a little uh, slurp of it. I think you should. <laughs> and you make a bit more noise. Perfect. <coughs> what are you having? Um, back on the uh, Cooper's Light, the famous Cooper's Light. The old Craig Lowndes. The old... <laughs> the old CL. CL. <laughs> Cooper's Light, Craig Lowndes. Yeah, and the, uh, the deli-style potatoes. Just let, you know, we should explain to the viewers that the reason why you are p- 
predominantly on lights when you turn up here is because you have managed to change the show from a Wednesday into a Thursday to coincide with the fact coincide yes with the fact that you happen to have a little sneaky management meeting up the road at the bath hotel where you drink yourself stupid and you can't drink anymore and you gotta drive home no I yeah, mean, lights at the bath hotel too so I'm you telling you a good wife Amy and she'll be listening um, that you're lying I'm not lying. It's light beers all, all afternoon for me. You might need to revert, I, I think, you know. revert to the Wednesday operation because there could be something big coming up that we can talk about possibly later that might require you to revert to well, that Wednesday. Well, that'd probably be right because soccer season will be over soon and the PLM won't be training on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh, little Mitchie! Well, there you go. See, the PLM factor. Seven years. Oh, I can't get himself out of the bloody soccer shop. Does he have to be picked up every day? He's 15, just. Yeah, right. So, anyway, going on 22 or 26. Oh, well, what well, do you know? What's so, happening? Busy week. What's been happening? Busy week. Uh, our opening of the week, I suppose, with uh, a reflection of what went on last weekend. Last weekend took an interesting trip to Bucharest in Romania. Now, I did not see Nicolas Ceausescu because he was unavailable to join the Bucharest City Race 2008, which was Bucharest the FIA. City Race. Yes, City Race. They, they come up with the race cities instead of cars. Look, it's Bucharest. It's Romania. It's old school. Right. It's Eastern Bloc. Things are changing changing slowly. But this is the second time that the FIA GT Championship has has turned up there and what a magnificent environment they have had to be able to to, to race around. It's a street circuit, not as challenging as the Clipsal 500 Adelaide street circuit, predominantly straights with a few roundabouts that make it roundabouts that make it a little bit difficult. But I would have to say, and I will show you and the viewers, we'll make the viewers aware of the images, um, how uh, uh, palatial the environment is. And before we go on any further, I want to say thanks so much to our great friend Chris at V8 Central, who is uh, doing the show notes each week for us now. So before you uh, listen to the show, it's probably good you go to vhcentral.com forward slash radio hotline and you will be able to find the show notes that you'll be able to then articulate further information that we are delivering to you. Well, that's right. In a uh, irreverent fashion. Very irreverent. As we have been told recently. Which we'll cover a bit more later on. Perhaps. Perhaps we'll cover a bit more later. No, we will cover a bit more later on. Anyway, Chris, talking of Chris from V8. No, no, no. Let's not. We're, we're going to do. You want to do Chris? Or we're going to do Romania. Oh, we'll do Romania. Well, I'll go back to Chris later on. That's the uh, the sixth round of the FIA GT Championship. Alan Simonson, along with uh, Philip Petter, has uh, arrived there after their spectacular third place at the Spa 24 Hour. The title Spa 24 Hour where they, uh, they finished a relatively distant third behind Mark Michael Bartel's MC12 Maserati Vitaphone team, a car which is not legal to run in the LMS category, because it's too wide. Oh. Well, funnily enough, that might have just come into play during the race itself. It was extremely hot weather 
But as they uh, had arrived there in, uh, in uh, Bucharest, first practice session, everything looked good. Times were good, car was fast, looking like they would be on the podium, probably predicting a third place, which is equaling their best result of the year, having had now three third places yep. in five races. Um, that rhymes. It wasn't to be, though, because um, Alan uh, was in the car for qualifying, and he is very much a street circuit specialist, as you yes. know. Well, yeah. In fact, well, rather, he's knows street circuits and knows how to drive them, and he's been very successful here in Clipsal 500 Adelaide, around the Adelaide Parklands, but, um, and other street circuits, but <clears throat> he had... Uh, managed to unfortunately touch the wall lightly uh, coming into turn three. I'm <coughs> oh, going, my mouth, I'm going away. Yeah, you're all getting all... Oh, hey, oh, what's yeah. the matter with me? I don't know. <coughs> what is the matter? The old... Silver! Hammer! Maybe you've got it stuck. Maybe you've got the claw stuck in your throat. <coughs> yes, touched the wall going into uh, turn three, a right-hander. Although, having said that, it's actually a left-hander before it becomes a right-hander before it's a roundabout. Um, didn't think there was anything wrong with the car, just a very slight graze, but it did, well, obviously the wheel touched, the tyre touched there, which was enough to break the steering, stranding Alan out on the track for the rest of the uh, uh, qualifying session. Now, he would have felt very happy about that. Um, mm. Nonetheless, uh, the team had started in, um, in uh, eighth place. Now, I should point out that this was meant to be a two-race two event, whereas wow. the first race was actually meant to be a qualifying race for the second race, which led everyone to believe, sort of go and say, well, don't we have a qualifying session? Yeah, that's Isn't right. Isn't that exactly. what we come yeah. We qualify for our group positions, and yeah. now you want us to have a race with no points that sets us up for qualifying for the final race. Well, there are a lot of long faces and blah, blah, blah. And finally, uh, Stefan Rattel and his uh, band of merry men and, and excellent, uh, and women, people, they are. Yeah. The SRO, driving FIA GT Sports Car Championship around the world, have come up and woke up in their senses and go, okay, everybody gets points on all races. <laughs> everybody. Everybody gets points. So both races, the one hour on Saturday and the one hour on Sunday, were point scoring races. The unfortunate uh, situation was that as a result of Alan uh, having a relatively poor qualifying exercise that meant that he was stuck behind uh, one of the uh, the Corvettes right. in uh, the first race. Uh, sorry, the uh, the MC12 of, um, I can't think of actually who it was, but I'll find that out as, uh, as we move along and I'll look up some nuts. Yeah, hidden behind one of the uh, Maserati MC12s, couldn't get past him. Not surprising because the car's actually illegal in terms of width for the Le right. Mans series race, which does beg another question, and I don't want to go off topic, is, well, when is a GT1 car not a GT1 car? When it's a Maserati, obviously. For the special what? rules for special people. That's what it appears to be to me. Mm. Is that a reverence creeping in? Or just honesty? But, no, but, but hold on a minute, though. For, Ferrari and Maserati, as a manufacturer, yet Ferrari was, were in, so they, surely you, you can't have a Maserati penalising a Ferrari because it's too wide. That's crazy. Yeah, but there's no Ferrari running in GT1. Yeah, okay. 
There's no 550s anymore. No, there's no 75s. Yeah. And uh, mm. that, was, that was very difficult. Very uh, spooky. Uh, the number two Maserati. Don't know who was in it. In the MC12. Anyway, look, he, he tried everything he could possibly do to get past, but had yeah. to settle um, to, for the same position, finishing in seventh, having handed over to Philip Petter early in the uh, event to try to go, well, maybe we can uh, jump them on yeah. the pit stop. We didn't. And, uh, and that was it. So that was, a, that was a disappointing. And now with 40 degree temperatures around uh, the, the circuit there, that was very, very difficult for the drivers. And as you're well aware, JP, of the temperatures we've had here in Adelaide, it's, uh, the racetrack can be a bit of a tunnel because yes, there's no crosswinds mm. that can get in and with you're a high barrier on the wall. And is, uh, is it as narrow as Adelaide? I mean, the well, I'll show you some photos. So um, I think that uh, you, you'll find that it's not, but it's a, it's a, it's a narrow circuit. Come around and have a quick look at the circuit here. And yeah. we'll put this circuit up. In fact, for anybody who wants to know, um, uh, I suggest uh, you go and have a look at the, uh, the press release on Alan Simonson's website. That's, uh, you'll, you'll find it right there on the front, alansimonson.com, or for those who want to go and do slashing, slash e news, slash e260808b.html. But there's the track, mate. Yeah. It's, uh, as you can see, yeah, it's, it, it's very much, look, that looks like that's just a chicane set up there. Yeah. It oh, looks like a slight bend there, there's some parklands, but it looks like all roundabouts to me and, uh, and uh, fairy mm-hmm. So they actually go round the roundabouts, like, as in, you know, not just cutting the corners off, like they do at Clipsal on, uh, on Decatville Terrace in the head. You are no stranger to so, seeing V8 yeah. supercars going around yeah. roundabouts, as in the Greasy Movie Cup 400 down yeah. in Canberra. Oh, that's a good point. So uh, the, yeah. the weather might okay. have been completely adverse temperatures, but yeah. round the roundabout, they did go on their merry way. Right, and so that was race one. Race one. Now, second race, uh, Philip Petter had yeah. the option to start, uh, but then came up uh, and was wedged behind uh, the Corvette of, uh, of Marson. Um, same deal again. Tried to uh, tried to get to the pit, uh, get a better position, and this time uh, got stuck behind uh, a company's uh, white uh, Celine, the same Celine or ah. the same chassis yep. style that was uh, awfully destroyed uh, by Steve Zakia on the uh, the final moments of uh, warm up uh, for the Spa 24 Hour going through Eau Rouge. So if you'd like to see what a Celine looks like before it's damaged, well, uh, this is what they look like, and you'll, you'll have a look at that um, there. Um, that uh, left the uh, the team with only three points yep. for the weekend because they finished in fifth with right. a Corvette crashing on the second last corner, inheriting them one position from sixth. Um, but they only came away with three points from a, a race meeting, which was mm. uh, moved them back to fifth. Which yeah. is disappointing now. Yeah, it's a couple of weeks' time, yeah. another street circuit, but not quite as dense or as immature. Um, the uh, the Bruno uh, street circuit in Czechoslovakia, yep. September 12 to 14. That'll be a great event to watch, and you'll be able to sit here, see everything on dailysportscar.com should you choose to connect to it. Or perhaps later in the week, the Australian magazines, should they happen to ship them to us. Well, that's right. Or should they happen to even be in the news agents by then? But, but that's what we mean. Mm. Not, not personal treatment. No, well, that's right. But, you know. So, uh, I guess you're alluding to the fact that um, we can't get magazines quickly enough. No, it doesn't appear. It doesn't appear that we have been able to uh, to get the local rags 
um, um, auto action and uh, motorsport news um, quicker. Although um, you know we know that motorsport news has changed to a, a monthly uh, monthly magazine and a, a weekly now paid subscription, of which we will not be a part of paying for the information as accredited media. <laughs> That's right. And I'm just printing you know that. Absolutely. Now, JP, what's going on in Techland, mate? You've got some Tech interesting land. stuff. Well, Techland is um, quite interesting at the moment because uh, there was some breaking news earlier today that said that um, the uh, Advertising Standards Association has caned Apple for um, exaggerating the iPhone capabilities. Yes, they have. And in fact, there was one interesting... I thought it was an interesting fact that someone has said, look, look but you, we can't get access to, to, to flash websites and, well, and the phone doesn't well, run Java. Yep. For, someone to, for them to then come out and say, well, look, we can't be catering for every third party out yeah, there. Yeah. Well, as if Adobe flashes every third party. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, they've been... Uh, that was, on that. The, Apple said in their ad that all parts of the internet are on the iPhone and you will never know which parts of the internet you'll need. Um, but because they don't support Flash or Java, um, and the Advertising Standards Authority notes uh, both are integral to many web pages. So the ASA has now banned Apple from broadcasting the ad again. Um, That's in the UK, I believe. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly. He doesn't... Um, no, I understand that it is in the UK right. spectrum. Yep. JP. Um, well, there you go. Other interesting things. Yes, it's the UK iPhone ad is bad. Uh, the Guardian oh. reported that. Okay. Um, now, there's been a security flaw with the iPhone this week. Yes, there has. And uh, do you know a little bit about it, or would you like? Yeah, to no, I know a little bit about it. I know, in as much as I think you, if you um, press a certain button to get into uh the emergency area so that you can make an emergency call that then allows you to jump straight into some other part you've probably got the stuff uh, more accurate than that but uh, yeah that you can actually start doing other things if you're running a version 2.02 of the firmware that gives you almost full access to the iphone even whilst it's under secure password protection the way you could reproduce that is to set the iPhone to use password lock and have your contacts marked as favours within links, phone numbers, addresses, blah, 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 blah. Tap the emergency call button from the passcode entry scheme, uh, screen, uh, double tap the home button, tap blue arrow next to the contact name, it'll all be evident for you if you want to do it. But that's, uh, that's not at all, all good. Um, fortunately, they uh, we can expect Apple to be right on the top yes. of this with 2.03. Oh, well, they, that, that's been the, the, the goss today on the uh, on the news pages, for sure, that 2.03 will be out in no time at all. Now, now, many people would say, well, didn't they think about this before they shipped it? Now, that's a fair comment, but in yeah. Apple's defence, suddenly there are millions of users. That's an install base that can test the product for you yeah. that you could never possibly do in a testing environment. So you're always going to get an element of people that buy the phone at by percentage that are, are hackers. Yeah, and their sole uh, job in life, and whether that's Microsoft or Nokia or Sony, yeah, so and we can yeah. assume that would be in those realms. Yeah. Yeah. They have just uh, 
done their best to show that. So, in some respect, you actually have to thank them for pointing out the problem. So early on in the piece. It does not mean that the Apple iPhone is a poor product at all, mm. but it is only made more robust and, and, and a better solution thanks to the uh, unpaid efforts of the hackers, I suppose. Yeah, if you want to put them that way. Well, I do want to put it that way. Well, put it that way then. I mean, I thought that was a nice way of putting it. Yeah, it is a very nice way of putting it. I mean, I, I was giving some like back to Apple. Yeah, yeah, I, I, After you thought I thought you were, yeah, I didn't think you were going to give them that much love back, actually. But I do give the love back. Yeah, I know you do. What do you got there? Some music. Play. I've got something a little bit later that I want to talk to you about. Oh, okay. But then. up to well, you now, can just grab it then and run no, it. It's fine. You've got some stuff. I've got, yeah, well, I wanted to talk about the uh, the Formula One on the, on the weekend. The European Grand Prix, which was the first round ever from Valencia in Spain, which I thought was quite a stunning circuit, actually. I thought they did a great job. Um, I'm not going to talk about the race itself. I think it's all immaterial. Everybody's seen it on the bloody uh, TV and read all the reports and whatnot. There were a couple of interesting uh, moments, certainly, um, uh, which you know we might touch on in a little while, like uh, Kimi Raikkonen uh, trying to drive out of the pits with the fuel line still connected and um, one of the guys getting injured as a result and um, our old uh, our old mate um, in Red Bull um, coming in a little bit too quick and nearly running the poor uh, stop sign man over um, the poor stop sign man the poor stop sign well, he, he did a, he did a, a, a weaker job than Kimi Raikkonen did <laughs> yeah. like basically using five legs five legs for well anyway so, but I was. Well, I wanted to talk about the actual circuit. I thought it was, it, you know, when when we had the first Grand Prix here in Adelaide, everybody carried on about what a great ad it was for South Australia and how people would want to come here when they've seen it on TV because of the worldwide viewing audience and all the rest of the stuff. And I I don't think I'd ever seen a Grand Prix on TV um, where I looked at a place and thought that just because of what I'd seen. I'd want to go there and watch the race, you know what I mean? It's like that, that sort of feeling. But Valencia, I thought, looked, looked quite stunning. The architecture was quite amazing. Yeah, and, and they'd just done a nice job of running around the harbour and, and the way it was laid out, and it was a wide track. It was, it was one of those wonderful street circuits where there was actually enough room to race and enough width to pass instead of just being in a concrete tunnel the whole time. So I, I, I thought they did an exceptionally good job first time out, and uh, I hope they keep it for, you know, for a long while to come. Uh, the day before, uh, um, there was a, uh, a Channel 10 interview with... Uh, who do we have? Who's doing all the stuff now these days? McConville was with Rusty. Yep. And, and uh, what's his name? Peter Windsor. Yes. Uh, and uh, they were discussing... Uh, the fact that there would be lots of safety guys. Well, there wasn't even one. Mm. Um, and also there was another um, uh, analogy that it was part of the track was like Long Beach. Right. Now that's obviously to be expected because it's by the water. Exactly. If and I, know, I think, I think of running that down through a, uh, a waterside area where it's industrial, that's a really good move because mm. the roads are set up, they're wide, they're set yep. up for trucks. Exactly. You know, you're not interfering with in of people. And you look at like the Wellington Street Race yep. we used to have, the Wellington Mobile 500 down See, there. See, I always loved that. Now, that made me feel like I wanted to go to Wellington. That was one of the, probably the few races that did that to me. Why doesn't Monaco make you feel like that? 
just doesn't because it just looks no, it, too it, cramped it, 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 and it is too cramped. Cramped, you know. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, no, no, Valencia's a lovely spot having uh, but, been there earlier in the year with uh, Alan for the opening round of uh, and Lars for the opening round of the right. Ramon series. Of course. Um, and so anyway, the, the not that that's the same circuit because we were at Catalonia. Right, but the whole Catalonia. <laughs> so Felipe Massa won Lume. the Ferrari, which was good. Hamilton second, only uh, five and a half seconds roughly behind. Um, and Cooper was third in the BMW. The BMW's been going pretty well. But the interesting part about the whole deal is how close the championship is now. Um, Hamilton's still in front, but he's only got 70 points. And Massa is now on 64. And Raikkonen's got 57. So... Suddenly, the heat is on. Um, Ferrari are winning the uh, Constructors' Championship. So, um, yeah, we've still got, what, half a dozen rounds to go. Um, so, it's going to be an interesting finish to the Formula 1 season, I reckon. Do you think so? Hmm, I do. Well, Nick Heidfeld's been told, pick up your act or we're going to give you the flip. Exactly. And I mean, what do you mean exactly? Hmm. Well, it's that time of year when they when they start reading right acts or going more well, and sit you out in your ear, aren't you? In fact, I think that uh, Heidfeld's uh, efforts in the beginning of the year were, were the best we've ever seen. Oh, Nick Heidfeld. Yeah. And suddenly, uh, Kovica is here, which mm. who is is I I must admit it, I'm a fan of, but is suddenly pushing him down. Yeah, true. So whether their frame of reference has changed or he just needs a good shave, who knows? <laughs> good shave. Yeah, <laughs> but I would I think that in the entire Formula One circus, he is the most invisible of them all. Yeah, probably. Heinfeld. Yeah, yeah, he is very Heinfeld. invisible. Heinfeld, Heerfeld, 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 Hustfeld, Hustfeld. What's his name? Heinfeld. Oh well, you see, I don't know that stuff. <laughs> I don't know that stuff. Yeah, he's so irreverent. You do. You're too irreverent. Anyway, pick your shit up and you'll get a drive. Exactly. Get a weather and go backwards. When he's not running over the lollipop right. man. That's right. What's he done there? Well, it was him who ran into the lollipop man, the stop sign man. Lollipop man, lollipop. Well, he didn't actually run the guy just had to jump back about three feet. But, a bit late on the brakes. And, and, and there was also noise on the weekend that uh, the, the Toro Rosso squad yep. appeared to us have technically jumped the Red Bull team simply because they are contracted to getting Ferrari engines. They'll be drinking V's from here on. They won't be getting any more Red Bull. Now, I'll tell you what I did do today, actually, just on the off chance when I was, while I was munching my lunch. I actually went to Formula1.com for probably only the second time this season. And I was very impressed with the way that they put the video up on the site now. Um, you can stream about, uh, I don't know, it's probably, I don't know, three minutes or two minutes worth of, of each race, uh, like uh, encapsulated, edited highlights, uh, three different sizes, um, you know, like small, medium and large, depending on your uh, download speed. And uh, very, very nicely put together and very clear, crisp video. So well, well, worth, a, worth going there, viewers, and having a quick butcher. Well, uh, Sydney brought that up. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna bring it up, and we'll just have a quick look and just see uh, what what, uh, what what it really looks like. Uh, oh yeah, it looks great. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Oh, that's <laughs> not, yeah. oh you idiot! What? The, you 
Instagram1.com. Formula1.com, you fool. Toss baller. Reckon. Do you know how to type or what? I do. Now, JP, seeing that we've got a great cohort, Chris from V8Central.com. Yes. Oh, I'm going to talk about him again in a minute. Yeah. Right. Is it going to be good or is it going to be hard? It's going to be oh, good. I don't remember whether we did plug these simulators. And I think yes, we, we did. But I think it's probably important that we do tell everyone about, the uh, once again, how good these things are now, having, only tr- having had tr- a go of them. The CX simulation, uh, well, www.cx cxcsimulations.com these are amazing tri-screen industrial strength with uh, the well, suspension they bit, they? Yeah. Well, you, you, the you shape, the, 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 shape the twist the you full, full hydraulic setup so that uh, every move you make with the wheel and the gears and the brakes and everything else has that effect like you are actually driving the car um, and the, the model you're referring to with the tri-screen is actually the top of the range one. You can get one with just a one single screen. This has got the, uh, the extra two that uh, hang off the sides to totally surround you. You've got this huge subwoofer that sits out the back um, and speakers all around that, that totally encapsulate you in the experience. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a brilliant, brilliant simulator. There's absolutely no doubt about that. At a brilliant, brilliant price too. The single screen model is just under 26,000 US. So there you go, viewers, if you've got nothing better to spend your dough on. In fact, you, I wonder where you could lease it through, you know, through a company that does car leases. Do you I do, want to lease this Do you do leasing? Haven't you just opened up a financial leasing company? No, I haven't. Yeah, man. You <laughs> just wanted to bring that <laughs> next episode. It's <laughs> just a shock, aren't you? Get out of here. Well, I'll tell you what isn't shonky, and that's the latest copy of Tarmac Mag- Magazine. Now, Dean Evans, you told me about good boy, oh, I like him. Yeah. We haven't got out, we've got pissed together, but I think that's coming up. But, uh, look, I reckon he's done a good job here. He and, uh, and his uh, partner, Samantha Stevens, uh, she's still hanging around, um, who's a good looker, uh, will obviously <laughs> be, uh, possibly. Um, now, he used, didn't, he, didn't Dean Evans used to be the editor of... Hot oh, yeah, like yeah, 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 he started off in Mitsubishi Bobs, and he's got, and he's got, he's got a picture of himself here that's just saying not Deanster. Um, anyway, uh, this magazine, it's the second episode, yeah, and it's got the Donut King car on the cover. Looks quite, there's um, a fair bit in there. Look, my only, I, what my only criticism of it is, is, I'm sick of, sarcastic comments underneath photos like FHM which started with motoring magazines or all vice versa. Yeah, yeah, motoring okay, magazine look, was always fun. Just a bit of a laugh's good, but yeah. stop it. Not under every photo. No, not under every photo because some of these wood ducks, they actually believe it. <laughs> but Dean's done a great job and uh, it's really good that he's supporting uh, the, um, uh, the tarmac rally scene. And you know, I'll tell you, if anything Australia needed more was just another magazine. Of course, because we haven't got enough. Just look at any news agent. That's right. We That's need right. a Maggie. 
and uh, it's a spring issue, so it's good because it's it's, it's ongoing toilet enjoyment. <laughs> because it's it's it, you know that's good. He he's, he doesn't do it monthly. He's going no, that's too hard. Yeah, exactly. Don't do it like this. I know my stuff. Uh, he's got the C sixty three AMG out. That's obviously uh, the, the Samantha connection. Mm-hmm. And because uh, uh, sh- she loves putting her foot down. Uh, I don't know about just in the car, but probably everywhere else. But either way, we love her, and uh, and and Dean as well. And they're a lovely couple, aren't they? Oh, indubitably. Indubitably. Good well, word. you'll be mate, you'll be now, coming over to I Mount Buller. Absolutely, Mount Buller. Uh, Mount Buller's bridge isn't too far off. We might, you know, be up. Oh, gee, I don't know. We'll be a hundred by then. After a dirty weekend oh, at Sona now. Yeah. Oh, no. Now talking about Chris from V8 Central and how, how wonderful he was doing our uh, doing our notes for the show. Be careful. You what you didn't know. Large. What you didn't know was that he rang me when I was just I think just out of the bathroom last Friday morning because you'd obviously already bloody sent him stuff and he wanted to know how to spell Gaganas and um, what are you looking for? I'm looking for the thing out of here. Because we were talking about the Garns Brothers, of course, and the food home site. <laughs> so I had to put him right on that. And then, then I, I thought, I don't know, my, my, did I spell, spell that right or not? So you know what I ended up doing? I went in the pantry and grabbed the offending article, which was the uh, Nostini, and read it all out to him from there, just so that he got it right. Well, is that right? Absolutely. And so we should congratulate him on being so thorough. We should. Okay, now, um, I suppose it's time for a bitch. Uh-oh. And uh, and that's about the unavailability of magazines once again. <laughs> but, uh, oh, have we already done that? No, well, we haven't really. Well, I mean, specifically said. Now, a, a week ago, we uh, jointly received an email from a no one other than the editor at large, uh, uh, Mark Fogarty of Auto Action, who was basically quite complimentary in saying he was a fan of the show, but he was very upset about the fact that we were calling Auto Action Auto Fiction. Well, viewers, it's an old phrase coined way back in the 80s, and I think, and I've had a, I, I really think you had about a brainstorm this. about it, did you? It's either Phil Alexander yeah. or Rick Shaw. Or possibly Mark Gibbs, Mm. who was probably one of the greatest candidates to attempt to win Bathurst, along with Andrew (laughs) Badiki, in the in the GIO, uh, the GIO, the GIO, um, the GIO, GIO, (laughs) Nissan, GIO. Yes, Uh, Andrew was in the Oxo Sierra, Uh and joining up with uh, with AJ. In the, um, I, know, I had a dog called Oxo back then. <laughs> Burning. Because he was big and beefy. You're <laughs> <laughs> digressing. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, it's um, has been definitely... I'm off track. What am I you talking are off about? Track. You're talking about auto-action. Yeah. And about Mark Fogarty. Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, he does not like us. He does like us. He does, but you were talking about the fact that we were... He doesn't all like the fact that we call it auto-fiction. Look... It's Mark, not a slur. Everybody, it is not a slur. That's a good terminology. We just simply like having a bit of a, a laugh. And, and you know, it's only fair. You guys got to make up a little bit of stuff there just for the punters. But, but nonetheless, it's always been 
our choice of magazines. It has. It's far away as I can remember. Back in the 80s, when you could use auto action as soft toilet paper. You could because... And, and, and Sony, <laughs> the gay bloke, could see your ring. Full-size newsprint. Well, not full-size. Uh, tabloid. There you go. Well, it, it, it's, you know, it's I said, down. Oh, this is not A2. Yeah, what do you call this? No, it's square. It's okay, and I said you have A2 works, but it's LP not record size. Yeah. For those of you who are old enough to remember what LP is. Yeah, there you go. So, um, mm. uh, well, we're, we're, waiting. we're still waiting for a, an official response for him, considering he had, uh, had sent something off to us. And That's okay. okay. We've sent something back to him. Um, but in the we'll meanwhile, let you know when we hear something. In the meanwhile, I did tell him that I was going to bitch and moan about the fact that for whatever reason, here in South Australia, we do not get auto action on a Wednesday like we used to. In fact, we can't even get it on a Thursday. Now, specifically because I knew we were doing the show tonight, I went to three different news agencies today. As I did in the last two days also. And on the first one, the regular one, they said to me, no, you never can have it on a Wednesday. We always get it on Friday. I said, listen, Biatch, we actually have, we get this magazine each week, and we have for years. So yes, that's, um, and it's always been a Wednesday. No, because and, and in fact, it's transferring over into restaurant business as well because I'm getting shit service everywhere. Oh, well, there you go. So, um, so I have bad energies. Being Thursday, you must have bad energies. We still haven't got it, so it's a tomorrow job now. So there we are. So the days of sitting out the back in summer, which is exactly how we kicked the show off, the very first episode, lounging around your outside table with a beer in hand and about a bowl of chips, eating, yes, eating like that, making lots of noise and upsetting Linda, with an auto action flicking, just flicking through the pages. We cannot do that anymore because we it don't have the reaction. It's very time. unusual that suddenly in the last two weeks that, that those that supply of that magazine no, has been, been constrained. It's been the last. It's been that about the last month. Co- coincidentally coincide if you coincide. That's the second time we've used that tonight. Mm-hmm. Is uh, with the uh, motorsport news oh. e news disappearing uh, for regular users. Yes, and um, becoming having to buy a magazine. So I would suggest there's a bit of a conspiracy theory going on. <laughs> dogs is having a squeak. Yeah, dogs definitely wants to go out. Dogs, what do you want to do? Get the dogs out. Let the dogs out. Yeah. As the dogs goes out, we'll move on to the next agenda, and that is this weekend is the uh, Madurka Millennium Endurance Race at. Uh, what do you want to do? You want to have a wee wee? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Come for a couch out. Who is the dog? Yeah, you're right. If you yeah, can't find thank you. Yeah, that's one of my old We're back. That's one of my old We're back. We're back. Good. We're feeling okay, JP. Thank you. Yes, I am. Oh, you've had a birthday this week also. <laughs> I don't know what, what made you suddenly think of that just because I've been from P. <laughs> Well, this yes, weekend is the Madurka Millennium Endurance Race at Seapank. Basically a 12-hour race. 
that uh, is open to uh, JD2 uh, uh, cars and, and various other sports cars. Last year's winner was none other than wow. Uncle Lazy Poo. Yep. Uh, Lars Eric Nielsen, who uh, joined up with uh, Plonker A and Plonker B um, uh, and uh, won it. He did. This year. Uh, why are they up there? It's Shreddy. And I've got other things to do. <laughs> That's right. You don't need but, to be uh, it's a very shreddy. Also, a Grant Johnson, the Australian V8, current V8U champion, yes. will be up there driving a Honda Integra. Oh. And Rick, 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 we talked about roasts before. Oh. A traditional Austrian fare, yeah, I thought would be Austrian really good. Yeah. Schweinbraten, roast pork with dumplings and white cabbage. Now, this looks absolutely great. Uh, it's a traditional Sunday roast where uh, the, the pork uh, is infused with heaps of garlic, coriander, caraway seeds, cooked in the oven for hours, served with the dumplings and, and potato dumplings. They're a tricky thing to do, but JP, you know a little bit about dumplings because you're a Yorkshire pudding man. Yeah, well, I mean, I, the, the, the whole dumpling thing is it's basically just flour and water. Um, but you're saying that... The, but there's more to it than that. Lots of garlic and, and stuff in there and potato. So do you, you must have to grate the potato up to go with it. You tell me how you would make well, if, I just make if you want to make a dump, dumpling, it'd just be flour and water. I'm not telling you how they're making it. I'm yeah. asking you, as an Englishman, right? Expat Yorkshire pudding. How would you make an English Yorkshire pudding that worked for the Austrian market <laughs> for to provide a side <laughs> component for a very tasty dish a with super crispy pork cracker, a delicacy? Everyone will fight over over lunch, dinner, breakfast. We'll be on. <laughs> I think the silver hammer's come down again. I'll be So, I mean, to make dumplings is easy. Uh, to make uh, Yorkshire pudding is easy. It's just a, a couple of eggs, flour, milk, a little bit of water, mix it up, and put it in some hot fat and stick it in the oven. And as long as it's hot enough, about 20 minutes later, she's all over red rover. How often do you have hot fat? <laughs> Depends when I mean, it's your birthday this week. <laughs> Sounds like a, uh, a new name for a Chinese restaurant, doesn't it? Hot fat. <laughs> you know, look at the mess you've made. That shits me. That noise. I'm rolling around here in that chair at the World Headquarters. And I, I need a better chair. I went a, I want, you know, you've bought a better chair. I know, but I want... A deluxe quality chair. Even higher quality than that. Right, moving on to the next story. Now, you are going to rewind a little bit uh, on some news that we didn't uh, bring last week, which may be, may, may not Well, I mean, the only, the, the only thing that I thought was, was, worth, uh, was worth it... Did we mention that um, Troy Critchley didn't get the, uh, the heavy-duty sentencing and everything else that was expected in the US for that drag racing incident where he uh, knocked out those people in the crowd? 
Obviously not, because you're giving me the, the blank look. So, no, so I'm like, no, 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 The dogs is trying to get in the room. Well, the dogs just went out. But it's uh, the dogs. I mean, he basically got 28 misdemeanor counts of reckless, a simple assault. So anyway, he did a plea bargain and uh, he's not going to jail, which is, I think, terrific. Mr. Misdemeanor must have been a Catholic then. <laughs> no, he's got 28 counts. Okay, Johnny. Are they like this sort of count? <laughs> no. Oh, was that, was that, that the was dogs? That was definitely the dogs. Yeah, the dogs back in. Let's have a squeak. The dogs are squeaking. Okay. Come, on, come on, dogs. Come on, in. Come on, dogs. Oh. There you go. Trick trot, oh, trick trot. Back on you. Back on your spot. Yeah. Dogs is back. Now, what did you want to rattle on about? Mate, I wanted to rattle on a little bit about uh, some of the impending technology that's coming up. And in fact, new iPods are due. And in fact, Apple is looking like a, quite a large revision coming up for not only iPods, but uh, iMacs uh, before the whole There's probably not necessarily a physical change, right. but um, speed some bumps, speed maybe. bumps and some revisions and stuff like that. Mm. And also to touch on the fact that uh, Paystar that has... Uh, gone along and uh, and taken copies of the Apple operating system yes. and has uh, said, look, through the open source uh, Darwin uh, policy, well, there's no reason why we can't bundle this with a PC yep. and, and, and modify the PC to allow it to run. Now, they haven't modified the Apple operating system, no. so how can it be a problem? Because they are paying Apple a yes. licensing copy for it. Yes. Sounds like but it's it very be a bit of an issue coming up. But first off, on and you can look at that on uh, Mac in uh, MacRumors.com. Thank you, Chris. How are you tonight, Chrissy? How are you, Chris? Chris, how are you? Good. He's a good bloke. He is. Anyway, um, comments on up impending uh, products from Apple in the next few weeks. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean. Certainly, the rumor mill is very, very hot with a replacement for the iPod Nano. Um, and uh, you'd have to say that uh, when one of your suppliers who supplies um, little uh, jackets and skins and things for iPod Nanos starts chucking them out cheap, that they must be filling their warehouse up with stuff ready for a But the viewers don't want to know that there's just a new product. They want to know what how what new is about it. Is it wider screen? Come on. Be a little bit bigger. It's well, going to be a bit longer. Maybe not quite so square and wide as the current model. September so, 9 is the date, viewers. Look, you get nothing from him. He's just a company man. He doesn't know because Apple never tells us. Viewers, it's all pure speculation. You the other thing is MacBooks. That's the other um, hot tip that people were talking was that MacBooks will get a revision because they haven't been revised for quite some considerable time. And again, we're just on the cusp of um, school going back in the Northern Hemisphere after the summer break. And that's traditionally, the, because the MacBook's traditionally a, a, um, an education tool, um, that, that, that it'd be most likely that that would get revised. I suppose it would be make it makes sense that the uh, the MacBook would adopt the Penryn processors, which have been now absorbed into the, the MacBook Pro. Yes. Uh, uh, Lower power. I'm currently uh, using here. I really, uh, personally, I would rather own this product, the final end of life of that range, than to buy a new product. Yeah. I think it's uh, much more of a stable technology. 
and historically we have seen viewers that as Apple introduce new pro new introduces new product that's uh, that that I'm slurring. Am I slurring? Uh, Maxwell Silverhammer. Bang bang Maxwell. Oh shut! Up. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not slurring. I'm feeling like I'm becoming inaccurate with my information. Oh. But uh, you will find that at the end of life product is probably a better thing for you to own. Hence, or rather, because it's just been all the, the Used, problems testing, have been bugs down and yep. used it, and it's hmm. yep. Fair call. That's the way to go. All right. Now, is there anything else to talk about, oh. or have you run out? You didn't do any. You didn't do much research again. I mean, so uh, JP, I, 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 stop keep paying me. You're going to be fired. All right. I mean, yeah, is, this fired. The end, fired. is the end of Radio Hot Lap and JP as a regular oh, anchorman uh, <laughs> coming to an end. I mean, I've got nobody I'm inundated. Nobody will listen if it's just you on your own because I'm inundated. Talk to. Inundated with vast your undated. I don't know about the end bit. from around the world who are willing to vast. <laughs> Thousands of well, I don't want to that backwards. That would be the wrong way to throw things. That's right. right. Uh, enthusiastic to provide input to a show that you appear to be waning your interest. I'm on. not waning my interest. I've just got too much else on. Waxing lyrical, perhaps. Oh, waxing lyrical and waning. Waxing and waning. Well, all I can say is. You'll only have to wait till episode 92 to find out whether JP survives or not. And whether he does any research. Good night, viewers. <laughs> He's out of here.